Good day, and welcome to another edition of The Journey Life with Dr. Joe, where here we know that journey living is holistic living, just living in the mind, the body, and the spirit. I'm so glad you've taken time to tune in with us live again on today at another Journey Life podcast with yours truly, Dr. Joe. I always like to start by giving a big shout out to all the individuals who make this possible. Without them, there would be no Journey Life podcast to our screening team, to our um, production team, to our newsletter team. You guys are doing a great job to our Journey Administrator. Big shout out to you guys. I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is blessed. If you're tuning in with us live for the very first time, welcome to the Journey Life podcast. I am the host, your host, Dr. Joe. Um, We are excited about having another time together, and I'm excited about this subject matter that I have um, been waiting to kind of cover. And it's very, very interesting to those of you you want to know about the journey. Visit us online at www.formyjourney.com. That's F-O-R-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. Excuse me, for, I can't even spell today. For F-O-R-M-Y-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y.com, formyjourney.com. The journey is a transformational process. As a matter of fact, it's the world's greatest transformational process. It's a 40-day holistic process that basically brings uh, all together like no other process does, mind, body, and spirit in the most unique way that you'll ever find. Uh, Be certain to check us out. We have entered our third class for this year. We had pre-orientation on last week. Um, We're getting people in groups. If you want information, be sure to hit us up at uh, info at formyjourney.com. So this particular podcast is a way that you can submit questions whenever you have them. They can be questions about the mind, the body and the spirit. We're going to start something very soon called the Daily Bread. The Daily Bread will be the opportunity for us to hit some of the spiritual elements of the journey taking various scriptures and giving Bible study lessons, words of encouragement that are biblically based to help you through your day, your week, your month, to help you in and whatever it is that you're going through. So we are excited about that. Look forward for that to come very, very soon. This particular podcast is uh, very unique because it's going to address a question that many of you all are listening out there that you have and it answers the question why is it so difficult to lose weight as we get older that's a question that many people have many people think that just gaining weight is a part of aging and that's not the case when you have proper understanding Uh, we try to allow these particular podcasts to be real to be relevant to be information that empowers you so i'm going to just dig right in and start things out to hopefully give you some information about where you are so you can be the best possible you let me first start with me um i'm 37 years of age i'll be 38 next month on the 12th of september and i remember when i was a young man or shall I say younger, I was a teenager. 
And when I was younger, just like you guys who perhaps have children who are teenagers, I remember literally I could eat whatever I wanted to eat for lack of better reasons or lack of better words and stay relatively fit per se. I could eat McDonald's. I could eat bur- I could eat fast food, chips, ice cream. And it was great because when you're young and when you're a teenager, you know, you're active, you're playing sports, you're burning calories and you're never on a diet. And it's great. You know, you, you don't really think about, well, what should I eat today or how much should I eat or what's a proper portion? You just eat when you're hungry. And it's amazing because when you're a teenager like that, you've got that teenage um, metabolism. You burn the stuff off, you know, and and ladies, I'm sure just like, you know, we as men had our heyday of being able to eat what we wanted. So did you. But as we get older, things change. I'm going to tell you the first time things will change. Now, I hate to uh, to say this, but when you go to college, for those of us who've gone to college, if you didn't go to college, that's fine. You know, I don't want you to feel left out in this conversation, but let's say around the age of you know, your late teens, when you were coming out of your teenage years into your 20s, you noticed a difference because when people go to college, they talk about the freshman 15. And you guys hopefully have heard about that. And for those of you who haven't heard about that, the freshman 15 is basically the 15 pounds that you gain your first year at college. And it's amazing that um, that happens. But I want you to understand what's going on. As adults, we stop growing somewhere along that age of 20, 18, 19, 20. You start to slow down in terms of your maturity. You're you're as tall as you're going to be. Your bones have settled in. The length of your arms, your legs. 80 to 90 percent of our growing has already happened by that time. So what happens is when you're growing, you can get away with eat with eating more food. Because that extra energy is going towards. Basically, lengthening your bones, strengthening your bones, growing. It's like when you have a puppy and you're giving the puppy, letting the puppy eat what it wants to eat. It can eat it and it can tolerate those things because the puppy is growing. And that's what's happening. The reason why we gain weight when we're when we find ourselves in college is because you what you want to remember is you're not probably as active as you were in high school. And you're not growing as you did in high school. So what happens is the body begins to let you know, hey, you are in a new era of time. And what happens is as we go to college. And as we enter post-college years, you know, mid-20s, late-20s. And I don't know what it is, but it's something about when you hit your late-20s, early-30s, it seems like it all goes south. And to those of you who have passed those wonderful milestones in your life, you're sitting there in your car, by your computer, on your mobile device, and you're you're nodding your head. You say, yep, that's about when it all went south. But it's okay. (laughs) It's all right, because it's something that all of us go through. And hopefully by the time this podcast is over, you will have some good information. 
let me tell you what, what what's going on. The first thing that I want you to understand is the body is just like a car. When you look at cars out there, if it's a, a Tahoe, a Camry, a Jaguar, a Mercedes, a, a Porsche, whatever it is, if you if you pay attention to car manufacturers, the body style of cars change every four to seven years. Most of your German vehicles are or you know high-end luxury vehicles. It takes them a little a bit longer to change than those um, that are not. But what I want you to understand is every four to seven years, those cars change. When you look at a Toyota, a Toyota Camry 2015, it looked different in 2010, in, in 2005. Because every four to five, six, seven years, depending on the manufacturer, the body style completely changes. And what happens is not only does it look different, but everything about the car is different. The engine is different. The chassis is different. The electronics are different. Um, the efficiency of the car is different. The options are different. It's, a com it's almost like it's a completely different car. And the first thing that I want you to know to get the understanding that I know that you want and need in this particular podcast is I want you to know and to understand the body works in the same way. Specifically, every seven years, we have a different body. So just look at your life. If you're 35, your body's completely different at 35 than it was when you were 28. It's completely different at 28 than it was at 21 It's completely different at 21 than it was at age 14 every seven years we have a completely new body that means i look different i feel different and my body is acting differently now the problem is a lot of people don't know and understand this and what happens is at 35, you try to live your life in the same way that you did at 35 than you did at 28. And you can't do it. You try to eat the same. You try to have the same habits. You try to exercise the same. You try to respond the same. You try to have certain expectations of your body. And what happens is you are having the expectations and you're treating your body at 35 like you did at 28 and if you're not 35 or 28 just do the math math wherever you are let's say you're 35 but now you're 42 you can't treat your body with what you eat with how you work out with how you act with the expectations at 42 as you did at 35 you can't do it you have to understand that as your body is aging as your body, as you're becoming older, what makes people feel old beyond their time is they are not adjusting as they are aging. Now, the first thing that I want you to understand is there's nothing wrong with getting older. There's nothing wrong. We live in a society where people want to stay. We want to lie about our age. People say, you know, people want to cover the gray. And I get that. You know, you got to do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with getting older, because at the end of the day, what's the alternative to getting older? Exactly. 
And there's nobody listening to this podcast would rather be dead than getting older. So the first thing that I want you to understand, allow your spirit of getting older, embrace it. Don't become depressed when another birthday comes around. Don't become depressed when you hit another milestone, when you hit 40 or when you hit uh, 30 for the first time or 45 or whatever it is. Be thankful that you are seeing more years that you're able to get better because what you have to understand getting older is not a bad thing but it's just like wine it gets better with time and young wine has a different taste it has a different flavor profile it has a different type of look to it when it's aged it's better it's fuller it's bolder the flavors are more developed So the first thing that I want you to know is don't become depressed about getting older. But I'm going to teach you what you need to understand. So as you get older, you are adjusting your lifestyle around the needs of your body. And if you ever if you get what I'm trying to teach you. You'll be in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s and your 80s. And you can still feel like you're in your 20s and your 30s. And let me be real and and, and let you know this. When you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. You can still look fit in your 60s and 70s. You can still have a healthy sex drive in your 60s and 70s. You can still have um, um, the vibrancy that you want, the youthfulness. You can still run and walk and ride your bike. But the key is as we become older, we have to adjust to the needs of our body. Now, the first thing that I want you to understand is as we get older, the reason why it's difficult and the reason why you find yourself gaining weight as you get older is because the body as it gets older and the longer we live becomes more efficient. It becomes more efficient. Think about what efficiency means just for a second. Think about an efficient car. What can an efficient car do that a car that is not efficient is unable to do? What can a 2015 Toyota Prius do that a 1969 Camaro can't do? It gets excellent gas mileage. The Prius can get, I don't don't know, is it 30, 40, I would imagine, no, 40, 50, 60 miles a gallon. The 1969 Camaro Chevrolet is probably going to get seven miles a gallon. The reason why I know is because I had one. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Efficient vehicles can do more with less energy. And if you can understand that comparison, you can understand why we gain weight when we get older. We're gaining weight when we're getting older because when you're in your 40s, you don't need the energy that you needed in your 30s and in your 20s and in your teens to do the same thing that you can do in your 40s. And what happens is people say, well, your metabolism is just not what it used to be as if it's a bad thing. But really what I want you to understand, your body's just becoming more efficient. 
maybe in your in your teens, you could eat 3000 calories a day. Or twenty five hundred calories a day. And your body would burn it off. Your body needed those things. But as you as you get older, your body becomes more efficient. It means that the body can do the same amount of work. Oftentimes, it doesn't need the same amount of calories that it once did. You have to allow your lifestyle to dictate how many calories you need. And you have to understand when you're in your 30s and your 40s and you're going to work, you're sitting down at a cubicle, you're, um, you're, you're not running, you're not playing sports. You don't have the demand for energy. Another, another reason and another indication and a way to prove that we become more efficient is if you notice the older you get, the less sleep you need. Remember when you were young, you go to sleep at night, you wake up at, you know, 11 and 12 o'clock. You can't do that when you older. Man, I'd be so nervous if I was in the bed beyond a certain amount. You don't need that. Why? Because the body's more efficient. See, what you have to understand is when you get older, it's not that you're getting worse, but you're getting better. But you got to understand it. Now. Now that I've laid the found the ground, the, the, the foundation of this particular discussion, let me give you some tips on how we can adjust with age. Number one. As we get older. Our diets need to become cleaner. The older you get the cleaner you need to eat. When I was young, I used to eat all kinds of sugary cereals. I could eat um, fast food. I could eat this, that. I could eat anything I wanted. I tried to eat some McDonald's not too long ago for a free meal. And y'all know who are listening, what I'm talking about. It was last year. I, I thought I was being poisoned. The body can't tolerate those types of contaminants as it gets older. So you're listening, you say, OK, well, how do I eat cleaner? The way you eat cleaner is instead of going to the grocery store and buying stuff in the aisles, go to the grocery store and buy the stuff on the edges, the stuff that perishes in a in a couple of days. The lean meats, the dairy, the yogurt, the milk, you know, the the, the almond milks, the the. The natural wholesome foods, the older you get, the more you have to eat like that. Everything in your refrigerator needs to be things that are basically going bad in three or four days. If something doesn't go bad, then it's processed. And there are not many natural foods out there that don't go bad. So as we get older, we need to do what we need to eat cleaner. Okay. The second thing that we can adjust with age, the older you are, the lighter we need to be. Now, medical doctors may not agree with this, and that's fine. But I, too, have the right to let you know what I've been, how I've been trained. And what I've learned in my life. What I've learned is. The body won't be comfortable at the same weight your entire life. I'll give you an example. There was an individual who was the same weight in her 20s. 
as she was in her 40s. Same weight. And she noticed that even though she was the same weight in her 40s, she began to have issues with hypertension. I talked with her, shared with her exactly what I'm sharing with you, and told her we need to shed a few pounds and let's let the body reset itself. Let's start with losing 5% of your body weight. She did it, kept the weight off. Hypertension issues left immediately. It can be part, it can be connected to not only her weight, but what she was eating that allowed her to gain the weight, if that makes sense. So as you as you get older, you have to realize you may not be able to be the weight that you are right now. And we can't allow how we like to look to dictate the weight that we want to be. A lot of people say, well, you know, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get small. I don't want to be I don't want to be too small. Or a lot of ladies say, you know, I don't want to lose weight in the wrong places. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to kind of delve into that. I understand that. And I understand that that vanity is important to all of us. We all like to look good, not only to ourselves, but to the opposite sex. Or, you know, I get that. I understand it. But you cannot allow your vanity to compromise your health. Your body will tell you where it wants to be. And if your body is telling you you need to lose 15 pounds because at the weight you are now, your cholesterol is high. You may your sugar levels may be a little bit higher than normal. Your uh, blood pressure levels may be in that uh, uh, in that range. That's that's kind of creeping up. You need to listen to your body, make adjustments and say, you know what? I'm changing. Let me evolve with it. Let me lose some pounds. Let me keep it off. Let me clean up my diet a bit. Let me let me let me drop five to ten pounds. Let me reassess to see where I am to see if those blood markers have normalized. And when they do, that's your body's way of telling you, yep, you've got it. I'm more efficient. You've made the adjustments. This is where I want to be. Listen to your body. Do not look in the mirror. Okay. So as we get older, we need to become lighter. So listen to your body. Number three, the older you get, you need to be mindful of the foods that you eat. And those foods that you could potentially be allergic to. Now, this information is so valuable. I'm so glad that we have a free platform that people are able to listen to this stuff because you're not going to. This is the kind of stuff you got to really pay for to get. But I'm keeping it 100 with you. Food allergies are a real issue. Food allergies are one of the main issues why people can't lose weight, why people are holding water. When a bee stings you, what happens? That it swells up and it's fluid in it. It's histamine. When the body is exposed to something it's allergic to, it pulls water to it. You need to understand in life that as we get older, two things happen. Things that we were once allergic to, we will sometimes grow out of them. Two, things that we were once not allergic to, we will develop new allergic reactions to them. It is quite common to be allergic to, to oranges, maybe as a child, 
and you get to the point as an adult to where you can consume them now. Likewise, it's very, very common for children who can tolerate milk. But as they become adults, they become lactose intolerant. It can go either way. You have to be mindful of this. Because if you are consuming foods that you have subtle allergic reactions to. You're putting your body in a place to where it cannot maximize its efficiency. You won't be able to lose the weight. Let me give you telltale signs when you're allergic to something. Gas. Bloating. Acidic reflux. So. With acidic reflux, one of two things is happening. Either you eating too much food. You're not giving enough time for your body to people who are on like gastroesophageal, you know, like a Nexium and uh, Prevacid and, you know, all of those Rolates. I guarantee you 95 percent of those individuals can cure all of their problems if they knew how to eat and how to eat is not just the quality of the food, but understanding what a portion is. When you're eating a meal that's too large and then you start to eat again before that food has completely evacuated your stomach, the body's going to respond by causing the food to come up. That's a sign. We, we don't listen to our body. That's the body's way of saying, hey, hey, fool, you give me too much. I, I still have stuff that I need to digest. That's why when we have smaller meals, higher frequency, you are maximizing the body's ability to digest the food. And all of those issues will leave. You know why I know it'll leave? Because I was once that guy. I was taking the purple pill. I was taking a pill, watch this, that a doctor gave me. And you know what that stuff does? Nexium and Zantac and all those different. It stops producing acid in the stomach. But no, okay, so it stops the acid, the acid reflux. But what's the downside to it? When the body has no acid in it, it turns off the pumps to produce acid. It can't break down the food. If it can't break down the food, it cannot take the nutrients that's in the food to get it to your cells. So what happens is we become individuals who are basically malnutritioned because we're taking medicines that's cutting off the first line of defense that's digesting the food and that's stomach acid. If you're eating something that's making you bloated, it's making you gassy. That's a sign that your body is telling you, hey, you're either eating something that that I don't like or you're combining the wrong types of foods that I don't like. You have to find out what that is. Most times when you eliminate grains and wheat and gluten, as we as butterflies and legends do, who are down for the count and for the cause, when you eliminate those things, the vast majority of the stuff that you're allergic to, you'll probably notice that you're wiping it out in just that. But even if you're eating like you're supposed to eat as a butterfly and as a legend, you have to be sensitive enough to know when something my body's not agreeing with. When you have gas, when you're bloated, you're eating either, either the wrong type of foods or too much of the wrong type of foods or combining them in a certain type of way. You want to be mindful of that. Last tip that I want to give you as we age, 
it's important that we stabilize hormones. There are two prime examples for men and for women. I'm going to say this and I'm done. That is indicative of individuals who do not have stabilized hormones. Number one, that's men who are infertile and who have issues with ED, erectile dysfunction. I'm not going to get into the uh, in, in, into that from a graphic vantage point. But at the end of the day, it's a natural thing. It's a natural problem. There are studies that show that as the American population ages, that we become less and less fertile as men. That's about hormones. What's happening is when a man grows up, and as he's eating like he's still 18 and he's st he still has the activity level like he's 80 and he begins to gain that belly. He he has higher amounts of estrogen. When a man has higher amounts of estrogen, it will directly affect his ability to produce higher amounts of testosterone. Yes, a man does need some estrogen. Naturally, it will occur. But we are dominated by testosterone. Your testosterone is allows you the muscularity that you want, the virility that you want, the mood stabilizer. So what happens is as we older, the older we get, the best way to stabilize your hormones is to have a healthy body weight ratio, fat to lean muscle. You don't need a gut. That shouldn't be just something that you accept from getting older. You can be in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s with a lean stomach. You don't have to look like a guy on a, on a magazine cover because most of those guys are taking things anyway. A flat stomach is not made in a gym, it's made in the kitchen. You have to eat not only the right types of foods, but it must be consumed in the right portions. Females who have issues with painful menstrual cycles, it's hormones. When a woman is obese, when a woman has higher levels of fat on her body that is beyond what is normal for her age and activity levels, she has an increased amount of estrogen. That direct increased amount of estrogen will in many instances lead to painful menstruations. That to that woman who focuses in on losing weight, getting that body fat off, eating the right types of foods in the right portions, that woman who does that over time, not only will you get leaner, but your your hormones will naturally stabilize. And a lot of individuals who have thyroid conditions, all of these things will stabilize with just eating right. Well, gang, I've given you the best that I can. Got a lot to do. But I never wanted to allow what other things that I have on my plate to compromise the quality of what you're getting on this podcast. I hope this podcast helps you. I hope you're receiving it. I hope you're sharing it with your family members, your friends, your associates. Subscribe to it. When you subscribe to the podcast, it'll send you a nice little notification on your mobile device, on your computer, when we are posting a new one. If you have a question for me in the future, be sure to email, to email us at askdrjoe at formyjourney.com. 
Again, that's askdrjoe@formyjourney.com. If you do so, we'll be able to get your an- your questions answered. If you want to register for the last session of For My Journey, this journey session, visit us at www.formyjourney.com. We'll be more than happy to assist you and to work along with you guys. Well, well, guys, it's been real and gals. I hope you've enjoyed this latest edition of The Journey Life with yours truly, Dr. Joe, where here journey living is all about holistic living, living of the mind, the body, and the spirit. You be well, you be blessed. Until next time, we'll see you again. Peace, love, and blessings. From your host, Dr. Joe. I'll see you next time. Peace.